Hello, hello, my gorgeous souls, and welcome to another episode of the Be Radically Authentic podcast. This week, we are talking about authenticity because, of course, we are talking about how to reconnect with that authentic soul of yours, your authentic self, in three simple steps. The reason why I want to talk about this week is because this is one of the most common questions I have probably received in my entire life is how I'm able to be so authentic, how I'm able to be so genuine, and how I'm able to just stick to who I am regardless of the environment that I'm in and regardless of who's around. So that's what we're going to talk about today and I'm really excited to dive into this with you. Be Radically Authentic, a podcast where each week we dish out on all the things we can do to create a healthy and loving balance in our relationships, honor legitimate self-care, practice practical spirituality, and prioritize our abundant mindset. Because boo-boo, if your mind ain't soul aren't aligned right, your actions and manifestation aren't going to feel right. Tune in for stories filled with advice on top of tools and tactics you can incorporate into your life to reconnect with that beautiful, authentic soul of yours. We believe in radical authenticity, and the only rule we have here is to simply take what you need and leave what you don't. My name is Carolina Jimena, and this is Be Radically Authentic. The first step I have for you in reconnecting with your authentic self, and actually before I even get into that, I want to talk about specifically the term reconnecting. I truly believe that our journey in this lifetime is all about coming back to who we actually are. If you watch children, they are so in sync They are so in tune. They are so connected to who they intrinsically are. And it's as we get older that we disconnect from that. We start to doubt ourselves. We start to conform. We start to change who we are so that we become more acceptable and we become more palatable and we become more likable. So slowly over time, we start to disconnect from these things that actually make us who we are. And we fall into this trap of finding social proof outside of ourselves. And I know that kind of sounds a little bit like an oxymoron because the definition of social social proof is looking outside of yourself. It's looking at society. It's looking around you to see what is appropriate, what is acceptable, what behavior we should be emitting, what behavior is tolerated. So we look outside of ourselves in order to start to see where we fit into the world and start to see how we should be behaving. So that's the literal definition of social proof. Social proof is a psychological and social phenomenon wherein people copy the actions of others in choosing how to behave in a given situation. The term was coined by Robert... Cialdini in his 1984 book, Influence, Science and Practice, and the concept is also known as informational social influence. So that's what I mean. Social proof is literally looking outside of yourself to see how we should act and how we should behave. But I want us to reconnect to that internal social proof, that internal understanding of how we want to behave, that internal understanding of who we are, what makes us who we are, what we believe in, what we stand for, what we want out of life, separate from what other people are telling us we should want, separate from what other people are telling us will make us likable, will make us accepted, will make us palatable. So that's really why I want to talk about reconnecting to that, because the fact of the matter is 
You are not lost. You are not broken. You are not trying to find who you are. You already know who you are. What we need to do is remove all of the shit that doesn't actually belong there, that isn't actually aligned with you, and reconnect with who you actually are. Reconnect with your authentic self. Reconnect with your authentic soul. So that's why I really like to use the term reconnect because I'm not telling you anything here that you don't already know deep within yourself. Maybe there are some nuances, maybe there are some tools or some tactics that maybe you haven't known, but at the end of the day, you know who you are. You just need to give yourself the permission to actually be that person. So step number one to help you start to reconnect with that is identifying your core values. And that might sound really simple to do, but again, it's about reconnecting with what you actually value, not what other people have told you to value. I remember in a past relationship, I got so sucked into the luxury lifestyle, the Louis Vuitton and the wearing high heels and putting makeup on every single day and wearing super nice clothes. And I thought that I was gonna live in like a super urban metropolis and a condo that overlooked the city and just like really living that like sex in the city lifestyle. Now hear me, there are still parts of that that are truly authentic to me. I do love wearing high heels. I do like to get dressed up and go out. I do like to have a nice skyline view. However, I very much got trapped into this materialistic lifestyle because that was what they valued, but it wasn't actually what I valued. I actually value comfort. I actually value minimalism. I actually value experiences over things. So this is what I mean. We can think that this step and this exercise is really simple. You're like, oh, I know what my values are. I value honesty and I value loyalty and I value all of these things. But I want you to really spend the time to dissect what are your core values and where did those core values stem from? And are they actually your core values or are they something that somebody else told you was important? A core value for me is I don't like to gossip. I don't like to gossip and I don't like to be around people who thrive in gossip. I have never been interested in tabloids. I remember sitting in the superstore looking at the tabloid magazines when like the whole Brad, Angelina, Jennifer Aniston thing was happening. And then years later when Brad and Angelina were starting to divorce and it honestly made me sick to my stomach to see these tabloids benefiting and profiting off of something really painful that people were going through. Yes, I understand celebrities somewhat consent to this notion that we have the right to their private lives, but at the end of the day, like these are still people. These are still people going through the human experience and going through really painful and emotional and hard things. And then these tabloids are just blasting their personal information and people are eating it up. And that's fine. It just doesn't align with me. It is not something I value. It is not something I want to participate in. And that is a decision I get to make. So knowing that really helps me connect with my authentic self so that when I am making friendships, when I am getting to know people, when I am 
I'm not looking for a life partner anymore because I already found mine. But when I was dating, that was something that I was looking for. Does this person prefer to talk about people or do they prefer to talk about ideas or do they prefer to talk about interesting topics or do they prefer to talk about their plans and their goals and their dreams? Those are something I really value. I don't value talking about other people because I know and I've had firsthand experience that if somebody is willing to talk shit to you about somebody else, chances are they're gonna talk shit about you to somebody else as well. Another core value that I have is balance. I believe in having balance in my life. I believe in having harmony in my life. I am not solely about my partner. I am not solely about my friends. I am not solely about work. I am not solely about play. I am not solely about X, Y, and Z. I like to have a balance. Yes, I enjoy spending a majority of my time with my partner, but I also think it's very healthy to spend time with my friends. I also think it's very healthy to spend time by myself. I also think it's very healthy for my partner to spend time with his friends. I also think it's very healthy for my partner to spend time by himself. That is something that I value. So I once had a friend who got into a relationship and her whole world became about her new partner. That's not something that I value and that's fine. She can make that decision for herself, but it is not something I align with. So understanding your core values is going to help you understand how you want to navigate in the world. It's going to help you understand who you are, what you stand for, what your authenticity is. And then from understanding that, you are then going to be able to take the actions and make the decisions that actually align with that authenticity. Which leads me to step number two in reconnecting with your authentic self. It's practicing self-awareness. It is one thing to identify your core values, but it is another thing to actually put it into practice and start to reflect and have self-awareness on how you're actually showing up in the world. What decisions are you actually making? At the end of the day, when you look at your your day, you look at the choices that you made, you look at the decisions that you've made, do you feel happy with them? Do you feel like the choices and the decisions and the interactions that you had throughout the day were aligned with your energy? Or do you feel so exhausted and depleted because you were carrying this persona, you were carrying these choices, you were carrying these decisions, you were carrying this energy that doesn't actually align with you? Self-awareness is so crucial in this work. Self-awareness is so crucial in being able to reconnect with that authentic self because if you can't be aware of yourself, then how the fuck are you going to know what your authentic self is? If you can't be aware of the actions and the choices that you're making, how can you then know how to pivot into a more authentic energy? If you can't be aware of how you're showing up in the world then how are you going to be able to figure out how you actually want to show up in the world and shift it from how you're currently showing up in the world? Say in the world one more time, Carolina. (laughs) And the two biggest things, actually they kind of go hand in hand together, but the two biggest things that really help me practice self-awareness is number one, journaling and journaling all of my thoughts, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether I feel shame, guilt, embarrassment about them. And remember in last week's episode, episode number six, 
I cannot feel embarrassed or shameful or guilty about something unless I actually think what I'm doing is embarrassing or shameful or guilt-ridden. And the thing is, is if you can't even be honest with yourself on paper, there is a whole other issue we gotta tackle there. If you are incapable of truly writing your thoughts and your feelings down, we gotta backtrack a little bit here. So this is really why I encourage people and I really push people to start journaling. I talked to Matthew about journaling for years because he tends to be an overthinker. He tends to spiral in things. And so when you get things out of your head and on paper, you're able to free up that mental space. And so now that is part of his nighttime routine. He does journaling every single night. And sometimes it's not even super emotional or super impactful, but maybe it's just like a workout he wants to plan. Maybe it's just like a to-do list that he has to do, but he gets these things out of his head on paper and it creates mental space and it creates mental clarity and it creates mental peace in order to just get it out of your head and get it on paper. And the reason why I said these kind of went hand in hand together is because the second thing is communication. It's having somebody that you can actually say words out loud to, that you can communicate with and that can reflect certain things back to you. Now you wanna make sure that whomever you choose to do this is somebody that you really trust, is somebody that you align with, and going back to that step one, has similar core values to you. And the reason I said those kind of go hand in hand is because journaling is a form of communication. It is just a form of communication with yourself. So at the end of the day, communication is key, which again, communication, huge core value of mine. If somebody isn't willing to have an honest conversation with me, if somebody is bothered by something that I have done or somebody is uncomfortable with with something that I've said or that I've done, but they're not willing to actually have the conversation with me, There's nothing that I can do. I saw a video on TikTok about this a couple months ago where it was like the number one thing that helped me find my inner peace was like, you're upset with me. And this had to do with empaths because empaths or and people who have grown up in really traumatic households have learned to really be able to read the room as a survival tactic. This was really targeted to those kind of energies and being able to pick up any little nuance and shift in somebody's energy and somebody's mood. And so that what this video was saying was that if I feel like you're upset, but you're not willing to talk to me about it, then no, you're not because I cannot waste so much of my energy solving your problems if you're not even willing to put the energy to solve your problems. If you're not willing to put the energy to communicate with me on what it is that you're feeling. So that's a core value for me, the ability to communicate. Again, if you're not willing to have a conversation with me, then I don't know. I don't know how to show up for you. I don't know how to be there for you. And that is my authentic self. So to wrap up step number two, practicing that self-awareness. So once you've identified your core values, start to reflect and start to practice being aware of, am I actually living in alignment with my core values or am I living in alignment with values that aren't actually aligned with me, that I don't actually value, that have been implanted in me by somebody else? Because 
having that awareness, taking that time to see if there is a disconnect is then going to give you the data and the information to start to make more aligned decisions, to start aligning with people who are more aligned with your energy and who you want to be and how you want to live. Which leads me to step number three. Once you have your core values and you've practiced your self-awareness and you've started to see where the disconnects are or where the appropriate connections are, then you can actually take action towards reconnecting with that authentic self. And I've talked about this in previous episodes. Those actions don't have to be night and day sweeping motions. It's little steps that we can make over time. So for example, maybe there is a a friendship you have, an acquaintance you have that just doesn't jive with you. And you keep trying because a, a value that you have is to be inclusive of everybody. And this is something, this is a real life example that I have had for myself. It is so important for me to include everybody, to make everybody feel like they are included, to make everybody feel like they are a part of something. But again, I cannot control other people. And truthfully, truthfully, the older that I get, yes, I want to be a safe space. Yes, I want to be inclusive. But there are just some energies, some views, some people that I just cannot get along with because we are just so different. We have different values. We have different ways of being. We have different differing ideas of what we think is right and just. So there are some people that I'm just not going to get along with. That's fine. That's normal. So let's say you have a connection with somebody and a core value of yours is inclusivity. So you keep trying. You keep trying to connect with this person. You keep trying to be there for them and and connect with them and talk to them. But something just doesn't sit right with you. I'm not saying the action now needs to be cut them out cold turkey. Maybe you can. Maybe there's somebody you work with. Maybe they're a family member. Maybe they're somebody with a close proximity to you. And the fact of the matter is you simply have to be around this person at some points in your life. So cutting them out isn't a realistic course of action. But... Maybe you just start conversing with them less. Maybe you just start telling them less. Maybe you just start making a little bit less of an effort to try and connect with them. Like I said, small changes every single day lead to big results. And the reason why we want to take these small changes is to mitigate that point of contention. Anytime we shift something, anytime we're doing something outside of our norm, that is outside of our comfort zone. That is going to take a little bit of time to adjust and it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. But we want just a little bit of discomfort because if there's too much discomfort, if there's a huge fear of judgment, if there's a huge fear of isolation, if there's a huge fear of solitude or repercussions or consequences, then our brain is going to immediately hit the brakes our brain is going to immediately say, nope, this isn't for me. This is too much. So that's why we want to incrementally make these changes. We want to incrementally take action towards living that authentic life so that over time, 
that discomfort starts to slowly, slowly dissipate. Because let's say a core value that's been instilled in you from somebody else is to constantly be accessible, to constantly be there for people, to the point of detriment to yourself. To immediately start only putting yourself first, to immediately start choosing yourself and to not prioritize other people over your own well-being, is so far, trying to set boundaries, trying to choose yourself first is going to feel so uncomfortable. It's going to feel so selfish. It's going to feel like it's a bad thing. But this is why it's important to figure out what your core values are and how they show up in the world. I very much had a core value in constantly being accessible to people because I wanted to feel important to others. Now, I still have a core value of being available for people, but that core value has shifted a little bit where I still am available for people, but not at the detriment of myself anymore. And I was able to get to that point by first identifying what the core value is, where did it come from, where did it stem from, wanting and needing to feel important to others. That's an external motivator. So that's not authentic to my internal self. That's an external motivator. So I had to find what the internal motivator was. I still wanna be there for people, but I also wanna be there for myself. So identify the core value, practicing the self-awareness, I had to be really honest and aware with myself of why that was a value, needing to feel important to other people. That was a harsh reality for me to come to. And this is what I mean. It's so important to be honest with yourself because if you can't even be honest with yourself, we have bigger problems. So I identified the core value. I was aware of how that value was showing up, where that value actually came came from and then being aware of that helped me make different decisions in order to still honor the core value that was actually aligned with me and my authentic self but in a way that also honored my energy and also honored me and not just constantly putting myself out for other people. So for your authenticity challenge this week, I really want you to put step one into action. I want you to spend some time reflecting and identifying your core values. How are you living your life? What do you think is important? And then ask yourself, why do you think that's important? Like I said, the accessibility for me, having people feel like I was important was not a totally aligned core value. I needed to make some shifts. So for your authenticity challenge, I want you to identify what your core values are, what actually aligns with your authentic self and why you feel like those are important for you. Our card for this week, I can't get over these cards. Our card for this week is what's your honest truth? Reversed. Fuck. Like I said in last week's episode, I cannot believe how connected these cards are to each of the episodes. And the fact that we keep getting reversed cards just keeps highlighting to me the importance of this work and how disconnected we truly are. So this card, what's your honest truth? Like, I just feel this like, oof, like, I cannot get over the alignment of this card. This is literally what we've been talking about this entire episode, is what is your truth? What are your actual values? What's your authentic self? What what does your authentic self actually stand for? The fact that this is reversed means that we are slightly disconnected from that, that this is something that we need to bring attention to and bring back into alignment. 
So again, I really want to encourage you to do that authenticity challenge this week. Spend some time this week and carve out some time to figure out and identify what your actual core values are. And sometimes, like I said, with the accessibility one, it could just be something that you need to tweak a little bit or set more aligned boundaries around. The weekly affirmation I have for you this week, super simple. I am me. I am me. I am my authentic self. I am my truly aligned core values. I am me. So quick recap for this week's episode, three simple steps to reconnect with that authentic soul of yours. Step one, identifying your core values. Step two, putting those core values into practice and becoming really aware of how you're actually showing up in the world. And step three, taking that awareness and putting it into action to making the shifts and the changes and implementing the new boundaries or the new processes or the new decision-making process to really connect with that authentic self. All right, my sweet souls, that's all I have for you this week. If you haven't already, please join our Discord community. I would love to continue this conversation with you. I'd love to see how you're showing up for the Authenticity Challenge. I really want you to take that action and to really prioritize your authenticity. If you loved this episode, please make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe. It is the best way to get this message out there and to help more and more authentic souls feel less and less alone. Until next week, I love you so much. Stay radically authentic.